Welcome to the Few Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Richie, Darren, and Mark. Hey, you know that check I was talking about getting you? I'll get it like sometime in 2019. <laughs> We're trying to help you grow those oranges, man. <laughs> and then they get angry or excited. Doesn't really matter which one, right? And and then they move on to a picture of their friend from high school just had another baby, right? Welcome back to the Fewcast. Uh, my name's Darren. I'm here with Mark and Richie. And uh, Richie, I think you came up with the biggest story of the week this week with uh, Walls kind of uh, talk, trying to spin that all the deaths at the long-term care centers were because of youth sports. Yeah, if you read what his email said, it, it was basically saying that the workers at the long-term care facilities would go to sporting events get the rona and then go to work the next day and, and spread it to the uh the clientele there which seems a bit farce but it's just my opinion i guess <clears throat> yeah sounds a lot like what uh the guy in new york was saying well i think he's just trying to spin it as you know the evil people who actually want to get back to their normal lives are going out and you know trying to make their kids not get depressed and you know actually be able to grow up and you know imagine what's happening to the kids who can't get out and do anything and so they're you know they're going to youth sports because that's probably what they should be doing and then he's trying to spin it as just the average you know outstate minnesotan is killing killing grandma when it was really yeah. him that's doing it the whole time yep. and what well, another interesting thing about the spread of um, the Rona at uh, sporting events, apparently that doesn't transition to college because I went and watched my nephew play um, college baseball here in Marshall, <clears throat> and none of them were wearing masks, yet the high school kids have to wear masks to play baseball. Well, I, so. don't, don't you know the CD, CDC said that you don't have to wear masks outside anymore? Oh, yeah. He, as long we'll talk as more about that later. As long as you're vaccinated. Oh yeah, you gotta be vaccinated. That's right. And and, mm-hmm. and with members of your household. But once you go back inside, you can you, you can take the mask right off again, right? I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't listen to it anymore. Walmart took the mask signs down, so I don't know if you have to wear masks into Walmart in South Dakota anymore. Hmm. Well, right. yeah. I mean, the ones in Marshall, I, I haven't worn a mask the last five times I've been in there, probably. Oh, really? And, oh, yeah. I, if anyone comes up, no one's ever said anything to me, and, and if they had, I'd just say, oh, we're past that now. <laughs> What's in this one? <laughs> I was in Hy-Vee on Sunday morning, and I bet half the people in there weren't wearing masks. So Holy cow. Yeah, it was surprising. Yeah. So yeah, if some if somebody asks you why you're not if you're not wearing a mask, and it, you just say and ask if you're vaccinated, just say, "Aren't we all?" <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. so Walls' whole thought process is that um, people in long term care facilities are going to go through the heart heartbreak of 
watching somebody that they care for slowly die without their loved ones. Um, and, and so then at the end of their shift, they're going to go and watch the Wolves game slowly die, in, uh, you know, die as a franchise. I don't but That's how they're going to escape reality is watch the Wolves suck. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that, so the, so basically he, I think all he's trying to do is deflect from the actual cause, which was him moving people into long-term care facilities that had COVID because he was afraid that there were going to be too many people, even though there weren't. So he was wrong, just like they've been wrong every single time. He not being yeah. investigated like Cuomo and, and, and Whitmer. Cause he's too much. Uh, two words, Keith Ellison. <laughs> If the attorney general, apparently they're like best friends. I mean, if that's your best friend, he's not going to investigate you. Yeah. You know? And nobody in the Biden administration is going to. So, if the oh, yeah. They don't... Yet. No. Yeah. I mean, so... no liberal is going to, no liberal is going to investigate another liberal, you know? Yeah. Unless you want to get them out of the way so that they don't run for president in 2024. Yeah, right. like in New York. Yeah. Speaking of what ha- whatever happened to all those allegations against Andrew Cuomo, they just kind of went away. Who cares? Who cares? So I grabbed a few girls and kissed them. Who cares? Yeah, he's such a terrible person. He's one of those people that you wouldn't feel bad for if he got hit by a subway train. But yeah. 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 Speaking of that, um, so the Newsom, is it Gavin Newsom in California, right? Yeah, yeah recall. Yeah, that recalls for sure now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had enough. Uh, they had enough signatures, even though that they, uh, what did they, uh, they invalidated like forty percent or something like that. I mean, just like a ridiculously high number of signatures they invalidated. And they it, still had enough. Huh? Well, yeah, but I mean. There's no reason to check signatures on on mail-in votes, you know. Mm-hmm. But 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 when it comes to recalling the Democrat governor of California, we're just going to invalidate, you know, like a good chunk to like it was something like twenty to forty percent. I I thought I had heard forty percent, but also if you're trying to unionize Amazon, uh, we're not going to do mail-in voting there either. <laughs> it's not reliable. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. But I mean the good news there is um, you know, uh everyone's hero is going to run for governor now. Oh uh Jenner? Yeah, Caitlin Caitlin Jenner. Yeah. Uh did you guys see uh Dre Behar uh put her foot in her mouth? Uh uh-uh. uh. She's got a pretty <laughs> big mouth. Yeah, well she shoved a foot right up there. Um, you know, the view is very woke, and so it was very upsetting when Joy Behar misgendered Caitlyn Jenner and kept calling him he and him and her, you know, and all that. And you know, like, you know, let, let's just let's just call it like it is. You know, I don't know why he's running for governor, he doesn't have, and then all of a sudden, you can hear the producer scream in her ear, 
If you listen real close, you can hear him go, ah, her, her. And she goes, what? Just in the middle of, out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then, oh, I'm sorry, everybody. What I meant to say was her. I didn't get a lot of sleep and I was up late last night doing drugs. I mean, uh, I was up late last night. <laughs> you know, like. Well, they have that. Uh... They have the problem putting their foot in their mouth. Because remember when was it? Who was the girl that was on the Raven? Was that her? Yeah, Raven Simone. Yeah, and she said, "Oh, Donald Trump doesn't like Mexicans." Well, who's gonna mow your lawn, Donald Trump? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, that, that as if that's the only job a Mexican can do. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that the the Caitlyn Jenner or Chris Jenner or not Chris Jenner. What the hell's the other one? Bruce. His name well, was Bruce. Now it's Caitlyn. Bruce Jenner. Yeah, you get caught into that trap of the names. Emphasis on trap. But yeah, uh, um, so did you see uh, what's the story about the New York City schools there, Mark? Oh, just that. Um... I guess I guess uh, one of these superintendents. Uh, well, I think it was even like a higher up than that. He was talking about this. Um, you know, really, what you're hearing right now in a lot of these school systems is not about equality, but about equity. And talking about how, you know, equity is. You know, and, and basically, when you're talking about equity, it's about equal outcomes. Yeah, it's about making sure that. You know, no matter where you're at or where you start, as long as you get to the finish line, you're all winners, right? So um, long as, so long as you know, Edward can't read by the fifth grade. So long as everybody else can't read, it's no big deal. Yeah, or you know, maybe maybe the goal is by the fifth grade is everyone reads a chapter book, but as long as Edward can read the last two words of that chapter, and Johnny has to has to read the whole chapter. Um, you know, equal outcomes, they both got to the end of that chapter, right? So it's all about equity, but but really what it's being hijacked for in the wokeness culture uh, for equity is, um, you know, this is where we're starting to hear critical race theory. Um, and, and in critical race theory, it's basically saying if you're white, you're racist. You know, I mean, how many people have we heard you know, the, of the teacher saying, you know, if you're white, you are racist, or, you know, if you don't believe um, you're racist, if you're white, you're wrong, you know, and, and things like that. Um, so this guy basically came out and said, oh, yeah, I mean, this is all to demonize people of, a, of, of white skin tones, or however he said it. Um, and, and he was, and I mean, he just said it matter of fact, like, you know, that's exactly what this is for. Um you know, and and obviously that would that should have been a big news story, but it kind of got swallowed up in the media. Yet here is this audio of of this guy saying it. Um, you know, on you know, and it's verified that that it's accurate. Um, that it is the that it is the guy. He did say it. He's not he's not backing down from it. It's just not being told because it doesn't match the narrative of this is not something that we want people to hear. Um, but I mean, this guy's emboldened to, to own it and just say, yeah, yeah, of course I said it. Of course it's true. Um, 
Yeah. So. Well, yeah, and you want you want to make a racist? Keep telling them that they're white and they're basically racist because they're white. Yeah, that's that's. I wonder if that's going to make a couple racists. Well, and and yeah, I mean that's a sad effect to this is you know that we have been, you know, becoming a more diverse, more inclusive culture for the last however many years, and it seems like in the last two to three years there has been this big push to divide us again and you know like we said last week i think charles barkley is right you know you you're not in power unless there's strife and and so of course you know you gotta you gotta prove that you need big government so now you got you got democrats who are big government pushing this um critical race theory to divide us and it's it's a dangerous game to play yeah, I, it's almost like they're saying that the white people should sit at the back of the bus. Yeah. Well, and then you hear, start to hear people like Dave Chappelle, who's like, well, if you don't like it, well, now you know how we feel, right? Because we had no power forever. And then I sit, stop and think, okay, well, it wasn't right then, so what makes it right now? Right? Yeah, exactly. Two wrongs don't make it right. Yeah. Well, and, and, and then... <laughs> You're also then you're also just saying that if 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 the ultimate answer is well we have the power now and and you don't so so really what you're saying is is that it's all right as long as you have the power and so now you're just making the case for for racism and supremacy which you're now you've now become something that you hate so I, uh, I would like to ask Dave Chappelle one time. Tell me one time where he had to sit at the back of the bus. Well, I, th- I think uh, like one of. Did you watch his? No. Uh, did you watch his stand-up special on Netflix? The last one. No, I didn't. But it was it was actually pretty good because he's talking about he he's talking about um, when he did Chappelle's show and he was he said the N word pretty liberally on that uh, on that show. And he's talking, he's, he's like, he's like, I want to say shit or something like that. And, he, and he's talking to like the, the, like the CEO of, of Comedy Central, I think it was, or like the program director, like, like the highest up programmer or whatever. And she goes, because that's a vulgar word, Dave. Well, how can you let me say the N word? Well, you know, because you're a. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm an N word? No, I ain't. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, D- Dave's like, you know, Dave, Dave Chappelle, you're, you're exactly right, Rich. Dave Chappelle's grandfather, great grandfather, he talked about, uh, was born in slavery, right? And, and, and how much his life was affected by that. But you're absolutely right that his grandson or great grandson, I don't remember which one he said, uh, is a multimillionaire. And so if you're going to sit there and say, you know, I, I have not had a life of privilege. No, you're way better than where your grandfather, I'm just going to say grandfather was. And guess what? I'm way better than where my grandfather was. That's, that is what America is about. You have a generation that comes in, sacrifices, 
themselves to make their kids future a little bit better and then hopefully their kids future a little bit better and hopefully their kids future a little bit better and and you can't say that that generation now that that is in their adult prime has faced what their grandparents face it's just it's just not true yeah and like the i'll go ahead darren well and like the worst part is they're basically taking a look at me because i'm white and they're saying oh you have so much privilege you're so you're so you you were so you were so privileged and you had so much more than this black person and then they don't realize that no i didn't i grew up in poverty i grew up living in you know more than one house a year like we moved once a year and they were all rentals we didn't own a damn thing we drove shitty cars and they take a look at me and they're like oh well you know you're white so you had all this privilege and all that good stuff and no i didn't i didn't have shit but because i'm white i'm all of a sudden i'm judged <clears throat> for privilege by these other people who got way more handouts than i did yeah and i'd like to say and guess what you came out all right and and you know why you came out all right probably because, because you figured out life life probably, isn't fair probably because okay? i'm a little off <laughs> yeah <laughs> But everyone, I mean, it's not fair for everybody. Every, everybody has to go through different things to get to where they're at, you know? You know, am I wrong there? Or? No, no, you're right. Yeah. I mean, Donald Trump, he, he had it better than I did. But does that make him more white than me? Or did, did maybe his grandfather, you know, was smarter than my grandfather? I, I don't know, you know, or his dad or whoever, whoever started the Trump you know, money train. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Right, right around the yeah. civil war, Minnesota had just become a state too. Yeah. So you I have mean, people in New York who, whose family who have been in New York, um, you know, they're passing their money on, you know, a little bit, a little bit longer than us. I don't know, but <clears throat> so all it takes is one generation to screw that all up too you know like it i mean that happens all the time as well well how do you explain yeah. the kennedys uh crime uh <laughs> prohibition generations <laughs> yeah yeah well i mean there his dad was a mobster i mean like let's let's just go out and right well yeah, yeah his i think his famous quote was um, I'll buy the uh, I'll buy you the presidency, but I'm not going to spend that much or something like that because yeah, it was too I'm, close. I'm not going to I'm not going to pay for a landslide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he, and then he bought Chicago. Yeah. Well, I mean that's that's just it. You get connected and you get the power. See, Rich, uh, uh, you, first you get the alcohol, then you get the money, and then you buy the power. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, yeah. no. But, but I mean, like, you're absolutely right. Everybody has, like, their own stripe. And, and each stripe is different. And, and just because you are of one nationality, there doesn't mean that there aren't still social uh, rungs that you need to climb. Like, I remember growing up in a, in a small town USA, but because my family wasn't fifth generation in that small town, like some of the other people, you could tell if your name was... 
you know, I don't want to give it away, but I mean, if your name was, you know, uh, Johnson, let's say, um, and, and you were from the, the Johnsons that live five miles out of town, well, then the sheriff knew you and, and don't worry, you know, get not drunk driving or just to drive you home and don't worry about, uh, if you beat up some kid, we're going to let you go and we're going to, we're going to harass the kid you just beat up and start a fight. Like, and, and that's just the way it was. There was people in power and there's people that weren't. And there was no diversity in that town that I, that, that I originally grew up in. I mean, it was, it was 99.999% white. There was still social class and, and structure, um, that, you know, oh, uh, the Andersons are fifth generation, um, their, their great grandfather, you know, built the mill here. Um, and, and so they're of a higher class than the so-and-sos who, who just moved here. We know. All right. I, I, yeah. I, I think it, it comes down to just poor versus rich. It doesn't come down to ethnicity. Oh no. Yeah, I was and, rich. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I, I was, observing a facebook spat and one of my high school teachers who i actually i I never had her as a teacher but she was a teacher at our high school from russia and uh she chimed in on it which i was surprised and she said look if if a biracial child applies for college on his application is he going to put that he's black or is he white that's a good point (laughs) Or Asian. And that that was pretty much the end of the conversation. <laughs> is he going to put that he's is he going to put that he's white or is he Asian? Yeah, probably white. Where is he? Exactly. Where is he applying to? If he's applying to Harvard, better not put Asian. Quote I guess pretty much everywhere that they penalize you for being Asian. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Yeah, just like the just like the women in the women in the workforce and all that good stuff, like companies, you know, like banks and stuff, they always complain about how, you know, black African-Americans, black people, they can't get loans because the banks are racist. Well, I don't see, I mean, they, they loan out more money to Asians than they do to white people. (laughs) They're not racist. They just want, they just want to get paid back. They just want to make more money. Don't you think that if they could just make more money off black people because they got worse credit, don't don't you think they'd want to loan up more, loan up more money to black people? I mean, wouldn't that be the idea? Yeah, they'd have a higher interest rate and make more money, right? Yeah, and just like the just like the uh, seventy whatever percent bullshit that they talk about with women in the workforce. Don't you think that if businesses could pay, could pay pay somebody seventy five percent what? Don't you think they hire women? Yeah. I mean, they're not there to not make money. But mm-hmm. well, uh, so Joe Rogan got into a little bit of little bit of heat this uh, week when he uh, suggested that, or he encouraged. He basically said that if if uh, if a twenty one year old asked him if he should if they should get a vaccine, he'd say no. <laughs> Why would you do that? You have almost no chance of getting you know, dying from COVID or getting even seriously sick, why would you get the vaccine? There's a chance that you could get sick from the vaccine. So 
doesn't make any sense if you're if you're a healthy young person. So of course their Spotify is going after him for that, and they've also another thing with the word with if you listen to Joe Rogan, and I'm not sure you guys do, but basically there's like 40 episodes that Spotify took down because they're too controversial. Even though they paid him 150 million dollars to come to Spotify. Was it just 150? I thought it was like close to 400. I don't know. Maybe it's a year. So, oh, maybe. I don't, I don't know exactly what it is, but it was a. I mean, 150 million is still a lot of money for a comedian doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's be real. Uh, so, just to put it out there, Spotify wants to pay us, you know, I don't know, 10 million a year. We'll take it, right? I, yeah, I just definitely. say 10 million once would be fine with me. <laughs> I'll do this for the rest of my life. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, he's been he's been getting drugged through the mud because, you know, he's a vaccine denier. What what and he's not he didn't say that at all. He said I think he said he was gonna get it. He just couldn't he just didn't have the chance yet because they were UFC was gonna give it to him, but he missed it for some odd reason. Oh, he was gonna get the uh the Johnson and Johnson one and then he like he just missed the slot, and then by the time he was going to get it, they had already parody said, "Oh, oopsie! This one, this one's going to kill you, or this one could kill you." But yeah. But can we talk about that for a second? What what was it? Six people out of seven million. Yeah, it's it was a very minuscule portion, but they think they found a correlation with birth control or women of birthing age. Probably just a drug interaction. Yeah. Something that they probably didn't think of or couldn't have thought of, you know, until, you know, I mean, that that's what always happens. But I mean, I was, I was, I was really just kind of surprised that they slowed it down even just for the fact of, all right, out of 7 million people, six people had, you know, obviously a severe side effect to it. Um, I don't know. It, it does lend uh to the conspiracy theory that you know the Johnson and Johnson CEO was a um a, an ambassador for Trump or something like that um, I don't think yeah I I don't know exactly but he's he's got some connections I, I don't know if it was Trump or Biden it might have been Biden but anyway well if it was Biden they're going to touch him that's why I'm thinking it's Trump uh, maybe I don't know yeah well, but I mean, the vaccine didn't get authorized until well after Trump left office. So, yeah. So, uh, anyway, so he didn't really have any say on it. But anyway, I just thought I'd bring that up. Um, so I've just been looking, just been observing how ridiculous the economy has gotten over the last, well, I mean, over the last year. But if you look at, just the the price increases and stuff. Gasoline, for one. I mean, it's what went up fifty percent in the last two months. It was two dollars a gallon. Now it's three dollars a gallon here around here. Hmm. Well, I mean, close to three. Yeah. And then you look at lumber prices. Lumber prices are they're literally four or five times what they were just this time last year. Yeah. So if you're building a new house, you're basically 
you're 20% higher just on lumber and materials. And then I was reading a story in, uh, uh, well, I was reading a story on one of my, one of the financial things. And they're talking about how the shipping containers are basically, they're, they're just whatever you pay. I mean, people are paying what they're asking for shipping containers because there are no shipping, like there's no freight to be shipped. It's almost like the economy is humming along, but the inflation is just getting out of control. And I just kind of wonder where this is going to come to a head because it's got to come to a head sooner or later. You can't have you can't have lumber just hit 500% of what it was a year ago and just be okay. I mean, it was it was like $350 for I think it's a thousand linear feet what they do with it. Something like that. Mm-hmm. And now it's right now it's sitting at thirteen hundred. So I mean, think about that. I mean, it's just ridiculous. So what you're saying is, is that soon we'll have four hundred dollar loaves of bread. Well, I, I don't. I mean, it's it's got to stop. I mean, it's no. It's either got to stop or I guess I don't know what. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen because. I would think that what will happen is people will stop building houses because they can't afford to build a new house. And then what will happen is, you know, that'll shrink. That'll shrink everything and then the economy will collapse again. Well, it will probably be 1970s all over again because they're already talking about gas shortages um, due to not being able to pay truckers enough to, to haul gas. Um, you know, back and forth because, you know, under Trump, we really built up that reserve. And so we, it's not like we're, we're out of gas or that we're, that we're in a bad position, but getting it um, to gas stations is going to be the issue because of labor problems right now. And I think, I think I know what could help out with, uh, with the gas, uh, the shipping of the gasoline. What we should do is stop the pipelines. (laughs) Yeah, I think that will help. <laughs> but I mean, so I mean, that's obviously a problem right now is is the workforce too, um, and and that's going to be when that when you start to have to raise your prices for labor, that's going to make you know if you're if you're seeing inflation right now just due to demand, um, you know what what's going to happen when the workforce is diminished enough to where you have to pay more just to get people in the door. Um, which a lot of people are doing right now. Um, I mean, look at the restaurant industry. They said that they are going to see about a 37% um, uh, decline in the number of workers that they had pre-pandemic just for the fact that they can't get enough people in the door right now. And, and a lot of people are flat out saying, well, it's because they're making more money sitting at home on unemployment than they would, you know, actually coming into work. And the restaurant business, profits are tight. You know, it's not like you can just say, okay, well, now I'm going to charge $18 for a burger until all of a sudden you're going to not have a choice of, well, I mean, everybody else is doing it. I better do it so that I can get waiters in here. And and then you're gonna have just a super high inflation. Yeah, and then you talk about 
you know, you're making it so people are too scared to go out and eat and you can only have three tables in the place where you used to have 12. And then you're, you're basically cutting off the workforce. Yeah. Driving up the prices of labor and you just expect these people to survive and they're not going to. So then that'll, that'll rubber band back too. And then there'll be too many people unemployed and then wages will go back down. But will it? I mean, I mean, because if, if you have, if you have Biden in there saying that, okay, well, if you're unemployed, I'm, I'm going to pay you what you were getting paid here before until you get hired someplace else. And people will just keep doing what they're doing right now. Of I would rather just sit at home and every week or so I'll go out and up vacation. I mean, this is how bad it's become. Down in Florida, McDonald is talking about raising their, their starting wage to $20 an hour to, tr- to try and get people. Think I can and, get back pay? Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, just to even try to get somebody to come in for an interview, they're offering $50 to go into an interview. Hey, if you're going to pay me $50 for half an hour of my time, I'm going to hit three McDonald's on my way home and make 150 bucks. Well, I mean, you're, you're, you're going to hit three McDonald's and get three interviews, but you're not coming home with 150 bucks. Let's be real. Oh man. <laughs> I think he's trying to say you're going to buy food with that money there. Oh. <laughs> Oh, what a jerk! Uh, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like well, the, bad just... guy from the wedding singer. Looks like he's gonna have a heart attack. We don't eat again very soon. I just look shocked, and then I go, yeah, "You're right." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I just, just, <coughs> just, just, just. Well, first of all, Biden's. Kamala is not going to win in 2022. I mean, the, the Republicans are going to take back the House. They're going to keep the Senate. And it's going to be a bloodbath in 2022. I, I bet you they they are... I bet they take 20 seats. So they'll, they'll have a... They'll have probably like a 30... 36 seat majority. So they'll flip 20 seats, I bet. I mean, it's going to be bad. I, in the House? Oh, Yeah. It's it's going to be well. First of all, they get three seats just from redistricting. I mean, yeah. te- Texas gets one, one or two more seats. Or two. no, te- yeah. two. I I was going to bring that up. You know, what what's the term for that? Like, if you're leaving California for Texas, because they used Car- they used to call like they used to call Carver it like Peggy. when um. <laughs> When black people would move into a neighborhood and then the white people would move out, they called it white flight. Yeah. Yeah. So what, or so what, do we, what do we call it when people wise up and say, you know, I'm done paying taxes, I'm going to leave? Red pill. <laughs> Red pill. Tax yeah. hike. Get it? Yeah. Like they hike away. Ha ha ha. There you go. There you go. <laughs> the problem is, is they don't, the, the biggest problem with that is that they still vote for Democrats, which is just stupid. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, it's the definition of stupid, not even learning from your mistakes. Like, wow, this place is a crap hole. I mean, oh, the policies here are just horrible. Let me move to Texas and do the same thing. Well, that's what they did with Austin, isn't it? It wasn't Austin. 
a big Democratic place now because all the people from California. It's always and, been pretty Democrat. Oh, really? Yeah, Austin, Austin's been de- Austin and Houston are Democrat. Dallas is Dallas is about fifty fifty, and San Antonio's Republican. A lot of um, urban areas, for whatever reason, it it seems like you just start to run into Democratic strongholds. That's well, all. That's where all the poverty is. Yeah, I mean that's where all the um, Democrats pr- promise things that they can't do, and people still vote for them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, I I uh, I was just thinking that. Well, I heard an interesting theory that the Democrats are they know that they're going to lose in twenty twenty two. I mean, it's it's pretty much a foregone conclusion right now because if it wasn't for Orange Man. They would have probably well. If it wasn't for COVID, Trump would have won. Can you imagine if COVID had never happened? Trump would have probably won. Like he probably would have won every state but New York and California. It would have been that bad. And then, yeah. uh, so in 2022, there, it's you know all this stuff. They're going to start blaming the slow recovery on Democrats because they promised all the shit that they didn't deliver, and then. You know they're gonna they're gonna lose by twenty seats, and then all of a sudden they got no agenda. So that's why they're pushing all this stuff now. So they're pushing DC statehood, which is unconstitutional. Mm-hmm. It's I believe it's written in the Constitution that the seat of power cannot be a state. When also a state cannot take uh, land um, to to create a new state. So like um, Minnesota, like Southwest Minnesota can't just break apart from minnesota and say all right well now we're just going to call ourselves a new state um we would have to you know like if you if you've seen some of the petitions out there we would have to secede and join south dakota like we can't yeah i don't i don't know how that works because i think they can do that because they were talking about doing that in california but you might need a you might need like a super majority or something i don't know well, in there, I think you need I think you need the states to sign off on it because yeah, California has always talked about they should probably break up into three separate states. Um, yeah. but anyway, but but I mean, like it's not like counties can just come together and say we secede, we no longer want to be a part of the state. Um, so anyway, like um, Maryland gave up land for D.C. So really, if you want DC, should not be a state like you, like you're saying it's unconstitutional. Two, if if the people who live in Greater DC want to be a part of a state so that they feel more represented, you should just give that land back to Maryland. Yeah, and then you just make Washington DC basically the Smithsonian, the uh, the uh, back to the White House and the Capitol. Because nobody lives in that area. Well, you can't. You get stabbed. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're outside after dark. Well, that's a stabbing. <laughs> uh, you look at uh, that that guy over there urinating and shooting up at the same time. That's a stabbing. <laughs> stabbing you, the uh... stabbing the cool, <laughs> stabbing the school canoe. That's a stabbing. <laughs> 
you uh, you say that you're a Trump supporter out loud. Oh, you better believe that's a stabbing. <laughs> <laughs> Whistling while you stab? Oh, that's a stabbing. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. So, uh, on another note, John Kerry has been telling Iran that uh, all about how Israel's been uh, attacking them, I guess. So, it sounds like back in... Uh, right after Trump took office. Remember there was a lot of stories about how John Kerry was talking to Iran and telling and giving him reassurances that um, once Trump leaves office, the deal will be back on and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it sounds like he was giving him Intel about how Israel was hitting Iranian sites. And not only that, but he's uh, he was photographed doing it. So uh, I guess the photographs have been making rounds on Twitter and, and this is pretty, uh, pretty bad pretty bad for Kerry because that's uh, known as treason. Giving aid and comfort to the enemy. Wow. Mm. I mean, that's pretty textbook. Of course, nothing's going to happen to him because he's John Kerry. And he married a billionaire. Darren, when you devote your life to fighting the fight that I do, I won't be sitting here and put on the defensive uh, for giving intel on our allies. And <laughs> whose medals did you throw over the wall again there, Kerry? Oh, it was somebody else's. Yeah. <laughs> you kept your medals and you threw somebody else's medals over the wall for a photo op. That's well, how you got famous. What wall? He the was Berlin, when he, after he came back from Vietnam. Uh-huh. He he was very anti-war, and that's how he became famous. So he would he was like one of the speakers. So he'd wear his fatigues and he'd give speeches and all that good stuff. And then he and then what happened? Like one day there was a big protest, and the, all the all of the people were taking their medals and they were throwing them over the wall of some building. I want to say it was probably the White House or something. And uh, he didn't throw his medals over; he threw somebody else's medals over. Because he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Didn't it come out when he ran for president that a lot of his war stories were like other people? I don't know about him. I mean, he he said that he went to Cambodia and like he like they weren't supposed to be in Cambodia. I don't know. There's a lot of nuance there, but like you know, he there was a swift boat vets where they basically there was a bunch of people who basically said that he's wasn't to serve he was you know freaking out the whole time but yeah hmm. so yeah john Kerry, he needs to he should just retire and just be done with his life well he's got oceanfront property to live on which he's gonna have to build a, a dam for it or whatever yeah his wife you mean yeah. Oh, he's another person who's never done anything with his life. Gotten everything handed to him. He married money, like Niles. Like Niles. <gasps> Remember that? That was funny. When, uh, when, when, uh, uh, the the dad is is introducing Niles and Fraser. They're like, uh-huh. here's my here's my son Fraser. He's a doctor, and here's my son Niles. He's a doctor. He's the one that married money. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they're like, oh, he's the one that married money. It's pretty funny. 
Anyway. Yeah. But that's a great show, by the way. Yeah. One of the best. So you guys want um, to talk, talk about Captain America? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, have, have you guys seen any of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I saw... The last one I saw was like Captain America Civil War, I think. Oh, but none of the series of Oh um... no. Alright. I anyone spoilers or are you guys good if I talk about this? No, I don't care. Go ahead. <laughs> well, here's here's why I wanted to bring it up. Because obviously, you know, Disney's super woke now and you know they're doing all these storylines, um, you know, like Endgame. Uh, did did you go see Endgame with me? No. No? Maybe I went by myself. Ate a large popcorn by myself. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, uh, I, uh, you know, like Endgame, they gave a lot of uh, gruff to because it was actually like a really good movie up until the point, you know, what took some people out of the movie was like when they had this photo op type of thing like where all the women of the movie um you know basically lined up and were like we'll take them on now don't worry we got the backup now and everyone was like oh grown moment you know like come on like you know uh, some of the characters are real kick-ass and everything like that and and we like them but you don't need to do that photo op thing you know whatever mm-hmm. but um but Falcon and Winter Soldier is basically the, what happens after Endgame, you know, because Steve Rogers basically retires at the end of Endgame and, and hands the Captain America shield to his buddy, Sam Wilson, who is the Falcon, right? Um, who I, I have to point out because Disney makes it important that he's black, right? Um, and he gives him the shield and he says, I want you to be the new Captain America, you know, because we need a Captain America. So the series picks up that it, rather than becoming Captain America, hey, I'm my own man, I'm the Falcon, and I'm going to donate the shield to the Smithsonian because there'll never be another Captain America like Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers was Captain America. All right. That, you know, good storyline. It's going to be that. You know, through this TV series, it's going to be him realizing that you know the United States needs patriots, uh, you know, patriots, and they and they need someone to be a symbol for them. Great way to set that up. Well, basically, what you find out is is that the reason why he didn't want to take up the shield is because um, how can you be a black man in America? You know, carrying the stars and stripes, and how hard that is for him when there's so much racial injustice and, and everything else. And I, I was like, really? Wow, we do not need that in uh, a Marvel story right now. I, I mean, I think that, you know, everyone's talking about how we don't have enough enough representations in the movies, you know, and they want to, they, they talk about, like, let's make, um, you know, this character black and then we'll re-release it. Right. And I, and I go, I've always thought of that as, man, this is just such lip service, um, you know, to whereas you can create a cool character like Sam Wilson and then 
have him become Captain America, and and, and the fans rejoice because yeah, he's a kick-ass character. Let's that's awesome that he becomes the new Captain America. Everyone's behind that, right? Um, but but this like just hits you in the face to where at the end of the show, you know, and and they talk a little bit about this in the beginning episode, and then they kind of let it go. Um, and then at the end episode, they really hit it hard for about 10 minutes. Um, you know, where, where basically he becomes Captain America and he's talking to these senators and he's like, there needs to be more representation in here because the people making the decision are people who do not look like me. And I'm like, whoa, wait, what? <laughs> you know, like the people in there are, are the people elected by the citizens of their states, you know, making those decisions. Why does that have to do anything to with race? You know, it shouldn't. It should be who's ever the elected official. And, and you know, that black, white, Asian, you know, male, female, transgender, whatever that is, that's the person elected by the people. So you're going to sit here and say, they need to be a certain race or a certain color or a certain gender or whatever else. That seems odd. Well, that's what the Minneapolis city council is. It's just a big checklist and, and Joe Biden's cabinet 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 is just a big checklist. Oh, we got a transgender female overweight person telling us as a health official. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But and and so the main bad guy of this too, let me ask if this sounds familiar. Um, the main bad guy is a group uh, um, uh, of terrorists that basically say that the world should not have borders. We should all just be civilians of the world and we're one world, one people. Uh, that's their mantra. And, and like they, and, and, they all take super soldier serum. So they're like super powerful and can uh, beat up anybody. And, and also they get, so they motivate so many people that like they hit something on an app and then just a ton of people show up with uh mass on it to, to have civil unrest in a town while these eight super soldiers go in and, you know, steal some money or, um, blow up one of the headquarters of of um the police in that town um you know they start killing people uh be, as they become more radicalized and um you know at the end you know they have all these senators in a in a truck and and one of the the leader of this group goes light that light that uh police car on fire so that the good guys will be distracted with trying to save them and we can slip away, right? And mm-hmm. and so, bad people, right? Based off of what I just said? Yeah, Antifa? Yeah, basically, right? Mm-hmm. So then they were like, well, they're terrorists at the end. And, Captain, and the new Captain America, Sam Wilson, goes, you can't call them terrorists. They're just not being heard. And... We gotta stop with these labels because those labels are, de- are are dividing us. They're not bad people. You're just not listening to them, and and uh, so you gotta don't call them terrorists. They're not terrorists. And I'm like, no, they are terrorists. 
They're blowing up civilian populations. They're killing innocent civilians. They're causing unrest by setting things on fire. And you're Mark, gonna Mark, you're looking at this all wrong. Oh, I'm sorry. What do I gotta burn to get the Vikings to win a Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, yeah, I need to be heard here. Do we need to be rioting outside of Roger Goodell's home? <laughs> no trophy, no peace. No trophy, no peace. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's got a ring to it. <laughs> Kirk Cousins well, is good enough to win a trophy, and it's racist that you don't think he is. <laughs> well, we can go back to 2009. We should be picketing for 2009. If Dave Chappelle's sitting in the back of a bus, then us Vikings fans, are, you know, it's it's yeah. worse. I mean, they cheated. Norman yeah. cheated. Deliberately hurt. I mean, there was like six, six personal fouls roughing the passer on that in that game. It goes farther back, guys. It goes farther back because 2000, the Giants cheated. You don't shut up so the Vikings 41 zip. Yeah, that's for sure. That was insane. Anyway, all right. So, what do you you guys want to talk about? Commando? Yeah. Yeah, we can can do that. I I got some notes here of of the the lines that I love in the movie. So. Well, I mean, the the whole premise of the movie is actually it's a decent, um, you know, plot. Uh, Arnold's character is like an ex-commando that is living out in the mountains with his daughter, who is played by Alyssa Milano, the most nut job liberal and alive right now. <laughs> but she, in this movie, she's just a sweet, you know, what. Eight nine year old probably somewhere in there, yeah. <clears throat> and and hey, the kid just... day. Oh, sorry. I Can we just say though, how well, cool would it be just to walk home at the end of every day with just a tree over your arm? Oh yeah, I mean, who wouldn't do that? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she gets kidnapped, and then Arnold's supposed to kill the president of of this other country um so so this guy can be power and if he doesn't do it they're going to kill his daughter so all hell breaks loose <clears throat> what did you think mark of, of uh you know so <laughs> you got any favorite lines from the movie well one that i don't i mean i mean obviously I, we'll get to some of the great ones but you know like I, never, I, I guess I don't remember the guy who was the main bad dude with the chainmail shirt that he had on. Yeah. Um, like when he's like, don't you want to kill me with your knife? And, and like the over the top line where he's like, you're going to die. I was like, is that after? <laughs> <You know>, like, <laughs> whack up to the John girl. <laughs> Well, even at the end of the movie, well, we should probably, the end of the movie, the last line oh. that he says is just horrendous. 
the you know, the yeah. where um where he's like, hey, uh, what's Ar- what's Arnold's name in the movie? John Matrix. Um, hey, Matrix, I'm not gonna shoot you in the face. I'm gonna shoot you in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's where um uh hot tub time machine or yeah the first one uh must have got it. If I'm gonna kill myself, I know how to do it. Shotgun to the dick. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, I thought you were gonna say the the line of after he kills the guy, pushing him through that steam pipe, right? And then he's yeah. like, "Hey, is it Boner? Bonner? Is that the bad guy?" Uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to find it here. John. Um, is it, is it, go who was it rich so when when he arnold doesn't actually push him over a pipe he rips the pipe off of the wall and harpoons it through the man's chest yes sorry <laughs> and then he, said, he says to him bennett let off some steam and there's like steam coming out of the pipe <laughs> that that just harpooned a basically harpooned a um a boiler system you know so this four-inch pipe that's probably five foot long probably weighs like I don't know, seventy, eighty pounds, and and Arnold has enough strength to throw it through a man and through another piece of cast iron. Just unbelievable, dull. yeah, doll piece, right? <laughs> Not even yeah. sure. Like <laughs> I stabbed him with a brick. I didn't even know I could do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's just there's just so many classic lines throughout the whole movie. Like, um, you know, what do you tell Sully's the one of the main characters too at the beginning of the of the movie, and he goes, "Oh, Sully, you're a funny guy. That's why I'm going to kill you last." You know. I mean, yeah. it's just... <laughs> and then when he does kill him, you know, he's like, "Oh, I thought you were going to kill me." Yeah, I lied. <laughs> you know, and, then, yeah. and, then the, and then I forgot about the last part. The last part of that, um, you know, like then he tips the car back onto all four that had run off the road, um, and then she's like, "Where did that guy go?" I let him go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's like, mean, meanwhile, while while he's holding Sully over the mountain, about to release him. Where is that chick at? She just disappears for for three minutes of the movie. <laughs> you well, know, yeah. you know, she was like, you know, not needed character right there. So she just right. by the car did her thing and yep. complained about, oh my gosh, you you kidnapped me. <laughs> well, and another part of that before all that happens, you know, he he meets up with that gal at the airport and he basically kidnaps her. You know, mm-hmm. even though he's just trying to get her her help, and for some reason he rips the the passenger seat out of her car, <laughs> just just grabs it, rips it right out like it's nothing. You know, no bolts yeah. holding that thing in. <laughs> and and just so that he sits two inches lower. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You know, <laughs> like why did you need to do that? You didn't really need. You could to, just you recline know? the seat a little bit. But, you know, I yeah. Don't know. Yeah, it's it's a it, it is a great movie. Um, 
you know, and just, uh, I mean, I don't know why uh, America didn't win every war with, with John Matrix in there because he took out like 500 some guys. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a bloodbath or even another great line I got written here is when he, uh, you know, he's, they're putting him on the airplane to fly him over to the country to kill the guy. Right. Mm -hmm. And the guy, he's being escorted with another person and he sits next to the guy, of course, elbows him right in the head and then puts his arm around his head and snaps his neck (laughs) and lays him back down and, and says to the stewardess, uh, what does he say? Oh, um, oh, oh, don't don't disturb him. He's dead tired. <laughs> yeah, dead tired. How uh, long is this flight? Ten hours. I have ten hours for my mission. <laughs> you know, just, and then and then I mean, how impossible that is that he climbs all the way down into the um, um, landing gear and then jumps off just as the plane is taking off. Yeah, the, the plane's a good 50 feet in the air, and he, he jumps, lands in what looks like a swamp, but he doesn't hit water. He hits grass, and then he's right up. Doesn't doesn't sprain an ankle or nothing. Just amazing. Or or when that Sully guy hits him square on with his car, and he just brushes that off like, oh, I got to find a car. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> or another part of that, Sully, is when they're fighting in the um, the mall. Mm-hmm. And Sully goes into the uh, phone booth to call, you know, his boss and tell him that Arnold's still alive. Mm-hmm. He, he goes into the booth and he shoots at Arnold one time. Misses. Arnold keeps walking towards him. He doesn't bother to, to shoot again. He just decides to make the phone call instead. You know, the whole mission is, you know. It is over at this point, and then Arnold picks up the phone booth and drops it on its on its top. So yeah, like just basically flips it over and just oh, you know like <laughs> yeah yeah classic. Movie. What movie do we got to do next week? Uh, American Pie. Yeah, we could do that one. So, worst person of the week this week now. What do you got, Richie? Well, I had um, the CDC and, and, and Fauci again for now allowing us to take our masks out off when we're outside if we're vaccinated. <laughs> that was that was pretty generous of them. And, I mean, yeah. it's just comical. It's comical at this point, I guess. I think we really should remember the day so that we can, like, give thanks every day, uh, you know, every year when this comes back around and say, this is the day that they gave us the right to be outside again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. <laughs> this is the day that they said it was okay to uh, be in a bar at 50% capacity. Oh. And now just we're, like, do... we're up to 65% yeah. only five years later. Yeah. Where does Fauci live? Like, does he just... I mean... I... I don't know if if this is true or not, right? So, but I heard that he lives under a bridge with other trolls. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's. It, it's just like does, it, does he walk around seeing people without masks and just scold them, or you know, or is he just play yeah. along like the rest of us? 
Well, I mean, would they even hear him? Isn't he like three five or something like that? Yeah, probably. They're like, why is that gray haired kid like yelling at us? I don't I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I I think it's I think it is well, it's gotta be DC, right, Darren? Uh yeah, I I think the C D C is in DC. Oh well, no, I mean, no the CDC is in um yeah, it's in Atlanta though, isn't isn't like the yeah. or that might be the re- research facility. Yeah, but I think that he's uh I think his office is in DC cuz he's always talking to the president and stuff and holding those conferences in the White House. Nah, that's true. So I would assume that he lives in DC. He might live in Atlanta and then <laughs> he just has a how he just has an apartment or something in DC, you know. He's probably got a vacation home in Florida too, you know. Well, doesn't right and California because you know, global, global warming is a is a CDC health threat, so he's probably got that beachfront, you know, house at Martha's Vineyard. Well, yeah. doesn't doesn't like AOC fly or um every day to DC and like lives in New York? He might she might take the train. The uh, yeah she she I don't think so. I think she's got an apartment in DC because that was the thing with the with the garbage disposal that was she didn't know what that was because it was her apartment in dc that's right she has luxury apartment she lives in a luxury apartment in dc Hmm. but she does go back to new york quite a bit and i think she flies because i remember somebody asking her why she didn't take the train uh because of global warming and stuff like that but Anyway, yeah, CDC sucks. This is true. So my uh, so my worst person of the week is Liz Cheney. She is she voted. She basically was like the standard bearer for the media when Trump was being impeached, saying that she didn't feel safe and she was. So she's a she's a representative for Wyoming. You know, the probably the whitest state in the country, one of the whitest. Anyway. She uh, she was like the standard bearer. She's she was railing against Trump and blah 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 blah. Well, she's gonna run for president, so yeah, run for president as a Republican against Trump probably. So I bet she she might make it to. I'm gonna I'm gonna give her like a year. She might make it to 2022 with uh, with her bid, but I don't think she's getting far beyond that because she's a terrible terrible person. Yeah. Oh, and the Republican Party basically for for that vote because Wyoming is super pro Trump. She basically voted against her people. <clears throat> so she might not even hold her house in twenty twenty might not even hold her seat in twenty twenty two, which she won't care because hey, no big deal, I'm running for president. Didn't Dick Cheney run for president too at one point? I don't think Dick Cheney ever ran for president. He might have, if he did, it would have been in like the eighties. But yeah, I thought I thought he did at one point, and then like just got, um, just got like destroyed in the primary. So it was against Reagan. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he ever ran. To be perfectly honest, I don't think he was ever, uh, ever uh, 
presidential candidate. He just kind of wanted to do what he was going to do. But all right, who's your worst person there, Mark? Uh, Jewel Jones. And if you don't know who that is, it's not surprising. It seems like a lot of people are not talking about this, but he is a state representative from Michigan who was drunk on, um, and he blew a 0.19. And I think like the legal limit there is like 0.08, uh, in Michigan. So he was, he was just drunk. Um, and the police, uh, pulled up and he was having sex with a woman on the side of the road, uh, her pants were completely off, uh, pushed up against the passenger door, and his pants were halfway down, um, and they were uh, engaging in sex. Well, one thing, you know, this is kind of a developing story, but it sounds like um, she was so drunk, and who knows who this woman is, if he had just met her, or if they're in a relationship, it could be his wife. There's no been no details about that. But he was having sex with her, and she was unresponsive, um, you know, pass out drunk, um, you know, on the side of the road. The cops pull up, tell him, and, and if you're asking, well, was this at night? Was this after a party? No, this was middle of the day. Like, the sun was uh, st- still out. Um, and uh, the cops pulled up, said, uh, you know, give us your ID. He said, "I'm not going. I'm not going to do that. I can't do that right now." They said, "You're going to give us your ID, otherwise you're impeding our investigation, which you will be put under arrest for because it is a crime. If if the police ask you for ID and you refuse to give it to them, um, that is that is a, a a crime that they can arrest you for, right? Um, and so they said, "You're you're your ID, or you're going to be put under arrest." And he said, "Oh no, no, you're not." Don't you know who I am? Uh, I I I'm the one that uh, takes care of your guys' budget. I'm the one who is uh, um, you know res- responsible for you guys. You know, so this is a bad idea. This is a bad idea. And they're like, all right, you're under arrest. And so then he started resisting arrest. You know, t- saying about how all oh, this is really bad for them. Their careers are over. He's gonna call Governor Whitmer. Um, uh, because he he knows her, and when this is all said and done, he's gonna get their badge numbers and their names, and they and and their careers aren't gonna be worth spit and stuff like that. And he wrestled and um, wrestled them away, and um, and they ended up pepper spraying him and tasering him, and then and then uh, uh, getting him handcuffed in the ditch as he tried to run away. Um, and and he, the whole time he's talking about how he knows uh, the governor Gretchen Whitmer and how this is a big mistake and uh, they're going to be sorry for it. Um, nothing's happened to him as of yet uh, with us. He's accusing the troopers of using excessive force. It looks like. Yeah. Yeah. But when yeah. when somebody had the guts to ask, well, what's going to happen to this guy who was driving drunk? Uh, we don't know what's going on with the woman, uh, but I mean, potentially, could be 
sexual assault. If he didn't know her, if that wasn't consensual, because she was unresponsive when the paramedics showed up. Yeah, it says here that she was unable to stand on her own, had vomited, and was essentially unresponsive. Yep. So, yeah. like, so you know, not to say it would it it it's any better if it's his wife. I mean, obviously, it's not, but. But I mean, it it adds a whole new layer. If it was some girl I just picked up at a party, um, you know. So when was when it was asked what's going to happen to this guy, um, his his um, fellow legislator said that uh, you know nothing at at this point. We're going to let you know the case uh, take its course and 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 you know um you know an unfortunate incident. This guy was abusing his power, trying to intimidate the cops to let him go because don't you know who I am? You know? They didn't know Jewel. They didn't know. They didn't know who Jewel Jones is. So All right. So I guess, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess as long as we're not one of these assholes, we're doing pretty good, right? Yep. 